This is the Bulls Talk Podcast presented by Coors Light. I am Jason Goff, and I'm joined by my teammate, Casey Johnson from NBCSportsChicago.com and, of course, our digital content producer, Tony Gill. Coming up on the show, we'll discuss the Bulls' 0-3 start and the Golden State Warriors game and the heartbreaking shot hit by Damian Lee and the positives that we've seen in the front court and some of the things that need to be buttoned down in the back court. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu slash podcast. Born in the Rockies, Coors Light is lagered cold for a crisp, clean taste, filtered cold to ensure clarity and brightness, and packaged cold for peak refreshment because those who thirst for more deserve the world's most refreshing beer. Knock it off. You know, I got I, I got to run my kid to a park at uh one one fifteen or one twenty, so I want to cram this yeah, in. Yeah, it's all good. No, my kid doesn't learn how to read because we got to adjust the schedule for you. It's all good, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> no, with you. Um, let's kick it off, man. Uh, so, you know, th- there's not a lot of positives to glean, <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and play the game that, you know, some may want me to play. You, you get beat in three different ways, three straight games. I'll be honest with you, KC. I, um, the thing that I've enjoyed the most so far this season is hearing Billy Donovan talk in a manner with which if he put it any other way, there would be all kinds of alarm bells ringing and people who don't maybe know how to decipher what he's saying. Like if he had a different uh, demeanor, maybe, if he had a different – uh, delivery style, then people would be like, oh. But after the first game, I was like, oh. And after the second game, I'm like, okay, tell me more. And even after the third game, this man is talking about organization, responsibility, uh, entitlement, uh, empowerment, all the things that you would think that uh, a basketball player wants to hear until the results yield what they yield. And I, I'm going to be dead ass honest with you. Billy Donovan is out here telling dudes exactly what they can and can't be in this organization going forward. And I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a player dude. You know that KC, I, I rock with the players heavy, but when you got a dude saying in the first three games, all right, this is what you used to. This is why you've been getting your ass beat. And this is what's not going, this is not going to be tolerated going forward. Like there's a certain kind of loss that I think he's willing to take. And the first three are ones that he's just turning the mirror around and showing these dudes this is hey, – we can only coach so much. Um, you know, offensive rebounds, uh, you know, being the reason that you're losing games. Because let's be honest, Damian Lee hit a great shot. Zach Levine hit a great shot. But if you, if you clear up your defensive glass, we're not talking about Damian Lee's shot. You know, we're not talking about some of the things we're talking about the day after a tough loss like that. The first two games, you know, not answering the bell – that ain't on nobody but you as a player. So the first three games, KC, uh, 
I don't, the thing that I've taken away, you know, along with Lowry's um, aggression, right. And, 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 you know, aggressive play, I should say. And Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, looking like he actually was dancing against the Golden State Warriors is Billy Donovan saying, yo, you, it ain't Jim Boylan's fault. It ain't Fred Hoiberg's fault anymore. What you got? Well, he's doing it in a matter-of-fact way, and um, you're spot on, Jason. And, and the other reason why it's impactful beyond the fact that he's got the pedigree and the resume to back it up is, and this should not be lost at all, is why, why is Billy Donovan here? Because Arturis Karnaschovas presented a partnership to him. So not only does Billy Donovan has his own sway, He's in lockstep with a new management regime, regime that is already on record as saying this is going to be a season of evaluation. So, uh, in other words, what I'm saying is people should be uh, renting and not buying here. I mean, this is this is this is exactly right. He's 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 saying this is why you guys have lost in the past. This is what you need to do to change it. And and I wrote a column after the uh, after the uh, Pacers loss, in which to me what really jumped out was Billy kept uh, referring to the players as them. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't think he did it in a, in a mean-spirited way. I mean, he, he definitely moved into the we at times, and he said, look, it's our job as coaches, obviously, to, to, to help these guys and, and put them in the best positions to succeed. But there was a clear delineation where his, his work and his responsibilities and, and the players began. And, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and, and, and that, that line on the horizon – to me, tilts way more uh, heavily towards the players' side. This is this is this is on the players to fix. And I did think you saw some progress Sunday night, even though they lost, obviously in heartbreaking fashion against the Warriors. And that's what they're going to have to keep building towards is getting that identity that Billy Donovan keeps talking about. You know, it's it's funny because I was just listening. To, I forget who it was on NBA radio. I think it was Brian Custer and Reggie Theus. And uh, Mitch Lawrence, and they were talking about Doc Rivers, uh, and at a certain point where people realized Doc Rivers was a, a better coach than the Orlando, you know, uh, example, and it, it, people started around the league saying, "Yo, I, you know, I, I, I just got to get better players for this guy," and and it seems like Billy Donovan is one of those dudes where it's like you understand the kind of coach he can be, but if you throw players in that system and you you kind of find like he he's. I, I, you know, the thing that, that we, I think, sometimes miss when we talk about developers is a guy gets a player and takes a player to the next level. Sometimes your developers are the guys who show you that this is what your player is, right? Like, so I'm developing whatever expectations you have. You can develop something and have it be recalibrated and not necessarily go forward. So if Billy Donovan is saying, yo, this is, these are the players that you are. Are you going to get better? Or are you going to get worse? I'm going to give you the structure. We're going to give you the verbiage. We're going to change some things around. We're going to highlight the things that we that we saw you do well from all the tape that we've watched. And now we're getting our hands on you, so we're learning you. But at the same time, like you mentioned, hey, the opportunity ain't going to come up and meet you. You know, like, guys, 
I love it when guys talk about certain things where even like I, I used to hear like a starting pitcher, for instance, would say, yeah, that was on me. And I hear I'm like, yeah, it was on you. So if guys keep saying, yeah, that was on me or we got to do this or we got to answer the bell. Billy Donovan's like, yo, I'm here because the last two guys, you know, <laughs> get you to answer whatever bell you talk about answering. So it ain't on them no more. I, I completely agree and appreciate that. Let's get let's get right to it then. You know, Zach Levine uh, had a, a really nice game, a really, really good second half uh, against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, but some of the things, you know, be careful what you wish for because the, the all-star stuff that started to get drummed up last year and then he didn't make the team and then he comes into this year and you're like, all right, it's got to be the year. And I know it's first three games, right? And you're learning a new uh, coaching staff and a new front office, new surroundings, maybe atmospherically and, and culturally. But um, yeah, this, you know, the, the, the playmaking, the, the, the turnovers, and the defense and some of the things that we were looking forward to changing, we haven't even we haven't really been able to see it change because one, he was in foul trouble in the first game. Two, Indiana came in here and, and, and beat up everybody and left. And then the Golden State Warriors game, you know, he and Kobe White alternated quarters in the third and fourth quarters. But you know, putting that entire game together, and maybe that'll happen against the Wizards and Bradley Beal, who turned into some kind of like arch nemesis for the for the playoff. You know, all, I'm sorry, All Star uh, birth that that uh, that that was going coming down to the last spot and maybe he'll get it going for him. But man, like I'm still waiting to see that Zach that I was looking forward to seeing coming off of that all-star type season momentum and everybody talking about him as well. You know, I, I thought Sunday's game is such a microcosm for, for Zach's Bulls tenure, Jason, because it's like when he wins, he, he's almost seemingly in a can't win situation. So he, he makes the go ahead shot with five seconds left. And then after the game, he's at he's answering questions about if he went too early because <laughs> he gave the Warriors enough time. I mean, it's like I got my shot when I got my shot. <laughs> yeah, it's like the dude hit a shot like no one else on the team can make, and obviously that responsibility is on his shoulders, and everyone in the arena knows it, and he still makes it. And yet, then it's like, oh, he went too early, and he gave the Warriors possession. <laughs> it's just it, 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 it and and an, another part of the microcosm of his Bulls tenure is. So 33 points, brilliant second half, shot making that only he can do, um, bailing them out time and time again, but seven turnovers. And, you know, ball security has been a huge issue through the first three games. Yep. Um, the only reason uh, the Bulls actually, you know, led the majority of that second half is even though they coughed it up 24 times, the Warriors actually didn't convert many of those turnovers into points, unlike the Hawks and the Pacers had done in the first two games. But, Zach's got, uh, let's see, 15 turnovers through three games. He's averaging five turnovers a game. I good. And now, look, a lot of that is because, you know, defenses are loading up on him and he's got the ball in his hands a lot. And, and he's placed in a situation to bail them out, as we all know, more times than not because the offense can get stagnant at times. But, you know, it's just it, – it's, 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 so, it's so frustrating sometimes to watch Zach because his talent is so – uh, apparent, but yet, you know, you also know how bad he wants to win and he, he and the Bulls just can't seem to get there. And, and that's, you know, as someone who's been around Zach and as you know, has defended Zach more often than not, it, it's, it's hard to see him repeatedly placed in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 
It's just and, and the whole thing too, like KC is maddening because you see other teams who have lesser talented players play better as a group, and you're like, what's not happening with this crew? Like, right. is everybody too cool? Are there is is is, is is the person that's ready to snatch a collar the guy that's going to make a mistake as well so you don't respect it? Like, I'm because let me tell you, man, Lowry Marketing and Zach Levine and Kobe White are, are, are better than some of the trios talent wise, you know, raw talent wise that are out here making some noise. But, but it seems like, all right, you got this quarter. All right, you got to feed him for this quarter. Okay, we got to make sure he's hot here. Got to keep his confidence high over here. And and I think that's part of what Billy Donovan is talking about. Because let's please believe it. These first three games, offense has affected these dudes' defense as well, negatively no and positively. And when I see Lowry marketing be aggressive the, the, the last two games very early, the, the, the fan in me is like, all right, keep giving him the ball because I don't know how much longer he's going to be this. And, like, those are the questions that are bopping around in my head. So I just wonder with this group, as they go through adversity and struggles together, if they're trying to fix their thing individually, how do you kind of make sure that you're picking your man up too? You know, That's, if that makes any sense. It makes a ton of sense. And Billy Donovan's been talking about that is how, how we have to play uh, – the Bulls have to play to, to help each other. You know, you have, to, you have to make the extra pass to help the next teammate. or You have to cut uh, aggressively to open things up for the offense. Look, to, uh, you, want, you want more proof of a microcosm of where the Bulls are at. How many times in the NBA, Jason, have you seen a, a team with four starters score 20 or more points and you lose – Right. And what and one of those is a thirty point game. So right. it's like again, individual intrigue, individual talent, but the collective uh, result is a loss. <laughs> and it's just it, it's 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 maddening because obviously we're in the weeds on this, and so we get we, we parse every little detail and every right. little right. Chandler Hutchison rotational turn, et cetera. <laughs> and, and and sometimes you just say to yourself, all right go out and explore the NBA wilderness and see what real talent is. But all that said, there is individual talent and intrigue on this roster, and it just doesn't seem to coalesce into winning basketball. And if you're a Bulls fan, that's got to be a really, really frustrating thing. Let's talk about Kobe. Um, The man is not a point guard. I'm not expecting him to ever truly be one. And and we talked about in the season preview, um, the responsibilities and the definition of the position are a lot different. Right. Uh, alternate ball handler, if, if you want to call him that. And, and maybe because let's face it, down the stretch there, Zach was doing as much, if not more of the ball handling than Kobe White was in the second half of, of the game against Golden State. Um, I, I've noticed this, too, this year, uh, preseason Kobe, where the mistakes didn't matter and the aggressive mistakes didn't matter because you're still feeling things out was aggressive point guard kick and drive Kobe. Uh, and, and, and first game Kobe, where he had a couple that he got caught up in the middle and, and threw it out of bounds, that Kobe kind of stopped after first game. And he's now perimeter Kobe or drive Kobe. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out what's, what's happening in his head right now because, of course, it has to be swimming because you're trying to figure out new responsibilities while defending Steph Curry, Trey Young, 
and uh, and 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 um, who's who's the point guard for the Indiana Malcolm Brogdon, right? A guy who technically is as sound as anybody at the position. So these are the things that that we're watching him fight, and even even in the Gold State game, like you know. Those threes felt good, but he put up 19 shots, if I'm not mistaken. And he only hit eight of them. So it's like, what what's happening with Kobe right now that you can see that you're hearing him talk about in the locker room? Because I, I you know, he he is a very specific talent. And I think if you stretch him across the the you know the the basketball counter and try to figure out and parse what he what he is and what he isn't, you might miss the the in totality how special his talent or specific I should say his talent is. Yeah, I mean he had twenty seven and five twenty point seven rebounds, five assists against the Warriors. And to me, what with three with three turnovers, but to me, what really jumped out is. You know, he, he's on Steph Curry to start that game. And right. this is what's now going to be on his plate uh, some some games more often than not. Obviously, Zach Levine took Trey Young in the opener um, and, and Kobe started on their off guard. But, you know, a lot of times he's going to be faced with guarding the other team's best perimeter player. And um, so beyond the fact that he's having developed in terms of playmaking and decision making, he's got a lot more defensive responsibility on his plate this year. And you know, regardless of, you know, obviously Curry missed some shots that he normally makes early and then, and then heated up late. But regardless of what Curry did or didn't do, the fact that Kobe's on that assignment to start is embracing that challenge and is getting those reps is important for his development. I mean, we do have to sometimes stop and realize this guy's a young player still. And um, a lot's coming at him. I thought quietly he had a very, very strong game um, yesterday. He obviously had that one flurry where he hit a bunch of threes. But just in terms of uh, his overall game at both ends, I thought he competed at a higher level. I thought uh, his impact was stronger. And, you know, again, we're, we're in the business of parsing every little game and every little detail of this team. Um, so it's incremental, but it, it's, it can be significant over the course of time. And, and, uh, and I thought yesterday, or Sunday, was a step in the right direction for Kobe. So it was Wendell Carter Jr. beasting a kid and a Kevon Looney who was still trying to get in his shape, or is this something we can look forward to? Because I saw I saw a different Wendell out there when he saw a child and and, and Kevon man Kevon Looney for a dude who uh, was an integral part a couple of years ago that that dude has had an injury marred last year and a half or so and he when when Wendell is doing the blow by on you that's when you might need to take it back to the cardio because that when. Dale saw steak on a plate uh, against the Golden State Warriors and took advantage. I was happy for him, man. I was happy that he finally had a game where he could feel like a basketball player and not like some, you know, some student staying after class trying to get extra help, you know? <laughs> well, he obviously needed it, but hey, Kevin, Kevon Looney hit that uh, big putback in that final. Uh, hey, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I got to that in the beginning, you know, they didn't box out. I didn't, you know, I, yeah, he, he did his job at the end when nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, but no, no doubt, Wendell, you know, clearly uh, frustrated and in his own head in the first two games and um, really showed out uh, in Sunday night's game. Um, you know, I, I thought beyond the box score, which was incredibly impressive enough, he also had four assists, obviously hit that three uh, from the corner, which is huge for his confidence because he struggled so much from that distance. Uh, first double-double of the season by a bull. But to me, if you watch that first quarter, he, he was almost always in the right position uh, defensively, 
challenging guys vertically very, very well. His screen setting, I thought, was phenomenal yes. last night. He was yes. consistently opening up space for guys with really, really forceful and legal screens. Um, just, 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 he just, his, his whole activity level was better. He just was more confident. He was more solid. He just was much more engaged. Um, so clearly a, a, a right, a step in the right direction. I mean, that's the crazy thing about that loss is, I mean, you know, we obviously as, as beat writers, we're, we're, we're pecking away at the, the, at the keyboard throughout the game and we've got our stories kind of framed a certain way. I mean, I, I had a pretty glowing, positive, uh, you know, story framed up and then all of a sudden boom you know the, the heartbreak dagger by lee you've got to you've got to couch it a little bit and and you know put, put it placed in the context of not them not getting the result they wanted but there really were a lot of encouraging signs from sunday's game and you know I, i'm sure we'll get into lowry here in a second um but wendell uh he certainly knew that game we actually asked him uh post game if uh you know the wiseman uh, uh angle played any role in it because you know, not only is he picked number two and a highly touted big man, but all trade rumors, minor, yeah, minor buzz about some trade rumors between the teams. And, you know, Wendell just smiled at the question, but just said, no, like it was mostly because I just was so bad the first two games that I, that I need to come out the way I did tonight. So kudos to him. And now, you know, as a young player, as, as you well know, you just got to build on that. Well, somebody, somebody needs to tell Wendell every game that he was bad the night before that. <laughs> and, and if, 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 listen, if, if Beth, if Tim, if Sean, anybody over there, you know, Matt, if anybody needs me to just blast in a call before every game and say, hey, Wendell, you sucked the night before. And if that's going to turn him into 22 and 13 the next day, then I, I'll be the sacrificial bull's lamb if, if that's the case, because Wendell was out there with a different purpose, uh, a different level of, of aggressive behavior and decisive behavior too, man. I mean, that, that moment where he caught that, it was beautiful. The, 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 the high post, the pinch post duck in and the, the, the shot fake one dribble and dunk, like, that's that stuff. Like that's the stuff that that all those drills and 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 pre-draft combine and, and and when you see that kind of thing happening out of a six nine six ten player, that's why you go you know top ten in the draft. And and those things need to be um, refined so that they can happen more consistently because there, there's something there. Arturus Karnaschovas and Billy Donovan don't speak about him the way they do because they don't like him. They speak about him that way because. They are, they are, I think, fans of what his ceiling could be. It's just sometimes he gets caught up in, in, I don't know, overthinking things or maybe washing out and flushing out what he had to learn last year. But if, if those two bigs, if Lowry Market and Wendell Carter are what they are supposed to be, we're talking about a completely different formula. Let's jump right into Lowry, man. Hey, listen, if, if, if this is what, you know, um, Lowry working for Lowry Incorporated looks like, then damn it, I'm good with it. I'm good with it because we talked about it at the beginning of the year. I'm going to keep saying it. If, if, if the Bulls and Lowry marketing are in a let's see, what, let's see what I really am and let's see what you really are kind of prove it phase, then damn it, the, the game is yours, right? This team isn't good enough for anyone to, to I guess, uh, put Lowry in the back seat. Right. Like Zach Levine is the best player on the team. Cool. But he's going to need a running mate every night. And it should be Lowry. Last year, Kobe White kind of ascended to, to, you know, trying to challenge in that mantle. But 
first three games, uh, first game, you know, that was just – that was nasty from jump. But the last two games especially, Lowry marketing expanding his portfolio a little bit and, and driving, getting weak side cuts, and then expanding his game to the three-point arc. Like, those things don't feel as bad when you've already gone to the, to, you know, the lane a couple of times before. And not just Wendell setting screens. Lowry marketing had a screen – a couple of screens. One, he got called for a foul on that I didn't think was a foul. And another one where he, he was he was out there, you know, being physical with guys. And if if Lowry Marketing is aggressive and Lowry Marketing is trying to get paid, then damn it, this thing looks a lot different, KC. So I'm I uh, I was enthused and have been enthused by the last, I'd say, four or five quarters of Lowry Marketing basketball. Yeah, and the only bummer is uh, the Bulls just released their uh, injury report for, for Tuesday in, in D.C., and, and he's listed as questionable with that uh, lower left calf contusion. Now, in NBA parlance, that's 50-50, so it's not, you know, not for sure one way or the other, and they've got obviously a lot of time to get, get treatment, and uh, off today's just an off day and travel day. We're taping this on a Monday, um, but uh, hopefully he can be in that lineup tomorrow night because, look, man, you know, the thing that jumped out to me and I, and I wrote about this is uh, that that was about as on point of matchup recognition as I've ever seen from from Lowry. He, one time he got, you know, uh, Looney was on him and, you know, you already cracked the joke at Looney's conditioning level. But he, he, <laughs> he, he, he immediately took Looney off the bounce and went to the rim and got fouled and went to the line for two free throws. Like two trips down later, they got in a switch and Ubre's on him. He took him down into the post, backed him down. Got a good aggressive shot off. Um, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, recognition they they need from him. How many times have you and I, Jason, talked about the matchup nightmare that is a seven foot shooter? Right. I mean, that's what he is. He he should be a matchup problem every time down the floor. And I understand that he can uh, help the team offensively, even even if his not sh- shot is not falling because. Defenses have to pay attention to him and respect him and honor him. But he's certainly a heck of a lot more effective when he's not just sitting out behind that three-point line and he's you know on the move, taking advantage of mismatches, attacking the rim, getting to the free throw line. He had seven free throw attempts yesterday and didn't play you know down the stretch because of that calf contusion. So again, so we we keep hitting on the positives because that's that's what they were, and I don't. You can say the Warriors are a bad team or, you know, going through a similar rough patch as the Bulls. That's fine. This is how we have to measure progress with this team. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. You're looking at the performance, and Lowry was one of many who played very, very well in that Warriors game. Hey, listen, Lowry marketing, and and from the moment he was drafted, obviously the 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 ridiculous outside outsized, I should say, Dirk Nowitzki expectations were thrown on him because he's you know a seven foot white guy who could shoot and put it on a deck a little bit. So immediately we got to cleave to those old tropes of oh, okay, who does he look like the most? But you know his game, you know if Lowry marketing realizes everything in his game. There's no problem. I have no problem saying like a LaMarcus Aldridge type of player could emerge where you're talking about a dude who, if he's, if he's at a, if he's at a premium level and he's producing at the highest level, this he's got all-star type talent. It's just, do you love it? Do you want it? 
is it uh, is it just a profession or do you, do you, do you breathe, eat, sleep basketball? Because that's where the competitive level comes from with a lot of these dudes, right? Like they, a lot of these cats get out on the court, and we've seen it before. KC, the most talented dudes in the world, and they get clowned by some cat who loves it more than them, who, who's willing to fight a little bit harder, and and you see that that talent um, neutralized. And I, I see Lowry Marketing. If Lowry is aggressive, this thing looks different. It looks different. He can put the ball on the floor for a couple of dribbles and get to the rack. He's a decent enough shooter that you got to respect it out there. His pump fake game, I think, is is one of the more underrated parts of his game because he gives a legit pump fake uh, and gets bigs off their feet. I, I, I like I like a lot about his game. It's just it, it, I got to see it, right? Because you get teased. We get teased as basketball fans, right? Like I was making a joke, like I'd call Wendell Carter Jr. before every game. Dude, it, if I see that out of you in a, in a game against a Golden State Warriors squad who's still getting coached by Steve Kerr, right, and still got Steph Curry out there, like if I see that, where when other big dogs are on the floor, that means that you have that level of ability. So how do you sustain it? How do you make it consistent? These two bigs, we talk a lot about the backcourt. These two bigs, man, are the key to this squad, seriously, because you can find, you know, you could try to find yourself a playmaker. Maybe Tomas Sadoransky slides back into that starting point guard role after 40, 30 games, whatever the case may be. But those two bigs, if they realize what they are supposed to be and what they can be, man, we're talking about a completely different outlook. And Billy Donovan has said that in so many words. Right? Now, and, yeah, and, and one thing I would add is uh, we'll have to see, you know, obviously the rotation is very fluid right now. Uh, Billy's still trying to figure out combinations mm-hmm. and availabilities have been in and out. Uh, and this will also be complicated in a good way by uh, the Bulls listing Thad Young as probable. Uh, for Tuesday, so he, he's likely to make his season debut against uh, the Wizards. But one lineup I really like is, and he's done it. Uh, I, I actually can't remember small the first one. game. What's that? The small. You go the small. Yeah, yeah. One? yeah. And I, I was going to joke though, but I, I can't remember if he did the first game because I, you know, they're, they're down thirty so quickly that I kind of lost track. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but but for sure, the last two games he's done the same thing. He's started at power forward. He's taken Lowry off. And then he's come back with Lowry at center with like all wings and all big wings. Garrett Temple, Tomas Sadoransky, Otto Porter Jr. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Pat Williams. Yeah, Pat Williams. Is that the fifth? I, I can't. I have to look back at it. But um, it, it, it's, it's, it's Lowry at center with like four wings around him. That's today's NBA. And if Lowry can handle that workload and that matchup at times, and it, he certainly handled it very well in the Warriors game, Sign me up more for that. Again, we'll have to see if that holds with Thad Young coming back. Obviously, another big man to, to add to the rotation. But uh, but Lowry at center has been a good look in that in that wing-heavy lineup for the Bulls. I, I, I've liked that look a lot to this point. I've, I've been enthused by the bench, too. I mean, Tomas Sadoransky had a nice game uh, against Indiana, albeit, you know, uh, that wasn't the re- none of these have been the results that you've been looking for if you're on the team or coaching or part of the organization. But I, I like what I've seen out of Tomas. Uh, you know, Chandler Hutchinson had a nice game against the Warriors. Uh, you know, uh, Garrett Temple is just a pro. Like, I feel like good things happen when the dude is on the floor. Um, and even though he got himself into a little foul trouble uh, against the Warriors, I, I do like him. I think he could be an alternate ball handler for you. And I think his most important quality is. 
you know, to show uh, Pat Williams and Chandler Hutchinson how to be professionals as well, you know, or how to how to further their professional career, I should say, because he's not a coach. But, you know, those guys are those guys are important. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, they're 0-3. The point differential is ugly. It's nasty. Um, and the mirror still remains right there squarely in front of the faces of the players placed there by their head coach, Billy Donovan. There have been some positives. Uh, I think the Warriors game could have been a big win if they did some of the little things that Billy Donovan has been talking about. Uh, you clean up your, your defensive glass. You don't turn the ball over as much as you can because you don't have that wide a margin for error offensively or defensively. Uh, those things are important. And, and let's face it, the schedule is, is a gauntlet. So, you know, you, you don't have too much time to try to, you know, fix the last relationship. You got to make the new one good. And, and, and these back-to-back games coming up against the Wizards, um, you know, Bradley Beal is still cooking. And Russell Westbrook is going to be Russell Westbrook until the day he's not playing basketball. That's a team, too, that you can get you can get in a nasty, you know, back and forth with and not find that you have the offensive firepower to match them. So uh, the Bulls got to be very careful, play their game and not turn the basketball over. And 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 hopefully uh, this thing will turn around because 0-3 is not the start that anybody would have wanted. But it definitely those first two games are not the way that anybody was expecting this team to come out and compete after not playing for nine and a half months uh, without being invited to the bubble. So, um, yeah, Wizard, Wizards are 0-3 too. Uh, so certainly an opportunity. Um, I agree with you that they've obviously got a lot of offensive firepower. So, you know, and obviously defense has been an issue. Defense yeah. and ball security have been issues for the Bulls. Uh, through the first three, but you got to get at least one, if not both of these, because you you mentioned that schedule that's gone on. I mean, you got the Bucks on Friday, you got uh, the Mavs coming on Sunday, and then you go out west and look out, man. This could go off a cliff sooner rather than later. I I in a mailbag, somebody asked me predict their record after twenty games, and I weaseled out and wrote six and fourteen with, but but with the caveat that I said originally. I was going to go five and 15. I must've just been in a good mood that day, but <laughs> five and 15 might be optimistic. Now, if you don't get at least one, if not both these wizards games, I mean, this, this schedule is no joke in these first 20. So big week for the bulls, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kobe white gets a, uh, uh, a nice, a nice session, nice two game session with Russell Westbrook, man. So you want to be an NBA point guard, huh? <laughs> you got <laughs> F. Curry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got Russell Westbrook. You got Malcolm Brogdon. You got Trey Young. And you can't touch him on the perimeter. So enjoy. Enjoy, young man. It's uh, We'll be watching and we'll be reading you and Rob Schaefer stuff at NBCSportsChicago.com. Casey, thank you so much, my man. We appreciate you every time you jump on here with us and drop the knowledge on us. Uh, and for everybody listening out there, we appreciate you as well. Uh, continue to wash your hands, wear your masks, take care of each other, be safe as possible, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. We hope you enjoyed the Bulls Talk Podcast. It's in by Corners Light. Find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Subscribe if you like the show. Feel free to rate and review us because you know you love us. New episodes are ready every Tuesday and Friday morning, or if we got to turn out an emergency pod for you. But until then, take care of each other, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon.